Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Totally Unsure in Our 20s. I'm Emerson. I'm Caroline. And I'm Chase. We're so excited to be joined by Chase Buckley today. Um, We found her TikTok like a while ago at this point. I think it was like two or three weeks ago and or no, two or three months ago. I don't know what planet I'm on right now, but um, we came across her TikTok and we just thought she would be the perfect guest for our podcast. So Chase is a 23-year-old lifestyle influencer and product development coordinator at Spanx living in Atlanta, Georgia. Chase has amassed over 15,000 TikTok followers and is known for her weekend in my life vlogs her fashion and styling inspo videos. And honestly, she's just constantly so busy. So we love someone who's always keeping themselves busy. We're so excited to have Chase here with us today and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited. Um, Okay, cool. So kind of before we get into all things Chase and everyone learns everything about her and her cool life, we'll just do our typical weekend recaps. Um, Caroline, do you want to start us off? Yeah. So I'm actually home in New Hampshire right now. Um, as, as we're recording this, which is so weird. Cause I feel like, I don't think I've recorded the podcast actually since I've been home yet. So got my little work from home set up here in New Hampshire and yeah, I came home on Friday. So I took the bus home. It was a very long bus ride. Um, and then, yeah, it was like five and a half, six hours. There was gridiron traffic leaving New York city. So that was really fun, but Um, It was all good. And then I got to see my boyfriend this weekend. So if you're new here, um, my boyfriend and I are long distance right now because he's playing hockey in Canada. So he's playing in Portland, Maine. So my family went to his game on Saturday night. We got like dinner and drinks before and it was just really fun to get to watch him in person. And then, yeah, he came back home with us and he's spending Christmas with my family for the first time this year. So it's super exciting. My mom got like everyone in my family knew stockings, like with everyone's name embroidered and she got one for him. And it's so cute. I am obsessed with it. Um, and he actually also, there's like been a lot going on with him this weekend, I guess, but he also just got his master's, um, because he did his fifth year for hockey. And so anyway, long story short, he got his master's. And so we had a little surprise graduation party for him yesterday. And I made his, he like loves ice cream cake. So I made him a homemade ice cream cake on Saturday. So that was like a big undertaking, but it was so much fun and it came out really good. Um, and yeah, we FaceTimed his parents and then we FaceTimed in his brother as well. So we had like a three-way FaceTime going on. Um, and he just like opened gifts and it was so cute. And yeah, I'm just super proud of him for finishing his degree while playing a professional sport and like traveling all the time. And just, he's so busy. So yeah, it was really fun to see him and just I don't know, spend time with family. So that was my weekend. It's I've kind of been all over the place, but I love it. The one request I had for Caroline was to send me a picture of the ice cream cake because I was like, oh my God, I feel like you're not like that into baking. Like you don't do it that often. No. And I like love baking. So I was like, Caroline, send me a picture of the ice cream cake. What did I not get? I didn't get a picture of the ice cream cake. So, but there's a lot left over. I'll have to take a picture of it. It's not as pretty now considering it's been like dug into and some of it's been eaten, but it it was actually really pretty. So yeah, I'll have to send you one. Well, congrats to Brock. That's very exciting for him. Um, Okay. Getting into my weekend. So my weekend was an absolute flop. I've been so sick. Um, Yeah. I was actually in New York city though, which is just Chase, you, I remember you posted a TikTok 
in New York City. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to go do all that stuff when I go. You had like the tree, everything. Um, yeah, no. So I went to New York City. I've had it booked for like over a month to go visit my best friend, Henry. And kind of before I left, I started feeling myself getting sick. But I was like, you know what? Like, it's fine. Like, it's probably just the change in weather. Like, it's not that bad. And then Thursday and Friday were horrible. Like, could not get out of bed. So sick. And then Saturday, I tried to, like, make the best of it. Just was taking a lot of Advil. (laughs) Um, And we ended up going out to dinner Saturday night. It was just him and I. Did not drink. Like, was a very chill dinner. But we went to this place called Shushu. I think that's what it's called. It's in Nolita. And it's, like, Mediterranean food. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was, like, hummus, falafel, like, Greek salad vibes. Um, So that was really fun. But other than that, and then I took the train back at 6 a.m. on Sunday, and I was literally, like, breaking a fever on the train. I was sweating for the first two and a half hours of that train. <laughs> oh, thing. That, is, that sounds horrible. Yeah, no. So Henry and I were saying, we're like, okay, well, so it's, it was such a wash of a trip. I just have to come back soon. So I'm planning early New Year. We'll be back in New York. But that was my weekend. I guess it's my turn. Um, Again, I'm Chase. Super excited to be here. This weekend, I was pretty busy. A lot of my videos on TikTok are about my weekends. So I usually like to start them kind of like on Thursday. So Thursday after work, we actually had like a Spanx team party, which was really fun. So just like my immediate team, not like the whole company. And we did like catered food and drinks. And that was really fun. And I met my other friends out for drinks after that. So like pretty fun Thursday. You know, normally I'm kind of just like rotting after work on a Thursday. So that was a nice little change. And then Friday I worked from home, pretty basic, just got some like chores done and stuff. And then Friday night, I went out to this Italian restaurant with some of my friends and we went out to the bars, just like a pretty typical Friday night in Atlanta. Um, And then Saturday, I'll be very honest, I rotted the whole day. I was, I I don't know. I feel like lately I've been so go, 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 especially with the holiday season. So it was so nice to just kind of like lay in bed and relax and have a moment to me. Cause then Saturday night, my friends threw this big like holiday party. So I went up to Buckhead, which is a neighborhood in Atlanta and went to their party and they had, I love a good cheese board guys. Like I love making a little Trader Joe's cheese board. They made a grazing table that was like as big as my kitchen countertop. It was insane. Like, And the whole thing was cheese cheese like different breads like nuts like candies it was absolutely insane like I'll have to drop a photo like yes like it is it was so crazy but we just went out after that and then Sunday I did some shopping with one of my good friends we kind of did some like last minute Christmas shopping went to Nordstrom's you know just just girly things that sounds like such a fun weekend. You were booked and busy and that cheese border, I guess, I don't the grazing table, as you called it. That sounds so fun. I always feel like in theory, I like want to do something, something like that, where I have like a ton of people over and like make some huge spread, but I've never like pulled that off. So that sounds so fun. I want to see a photo. I'll definitely post one and it'll be on the TikTok for sure. When I oh, get wow. the chance to edit that. I love that. Cool. So now we're going to get into our intro segment, starting off with what we're loving right now. Um, I can start. I am loving the Abercrombie Essential Oversized Cargo Sunday Sweatpants. I don't know why that's like a horrible name, but I'm actually wearing them right now. 
And when I got them, I haven't taken them off. So um, yeah, these are like the most comfy sweatpants ever. I love, I hate how like some sweatpants, they're not actually baggy. Like I feel like sometimes I get sweatpants. I'm like, why are these like actually like tied to my legs right now? Like I want a baggy sweatpant and these are really baggy. They have like pockets, which I guess I don't really put anything in them, but maybe it's nice to have. And they're just like so freaking comfortable and pretty affordable. So Loving all things Abercrombie, but these and specifically I'm like obsessed with right now. I know Aritzia has a pair of cargo sweatpants as well that I wanted for so long. So maybe I'll check out the Abercrombie ones because I, I love Aritzia sweats, but they're so expensive. Like I just cannot justify. This is very ironic because I'm currently wearing my Aritzia cargo sweatpants. No. Um <laughs> I have to say, I do love Abercrombie, like, activewear and sweatpants, but the Aritzia ones, they are worth it. Really? Uh-oh. It was kind of hard to pull the trigger. Like, I think they were $80 for a pair of sweatpants. They are, like, the most worn thing in my closet right now. But okay. the pockets don't open. Like, they're not, they're, like, fake pockets, so, like, that's kind of weird. And then they are a little tighter to your leg. So I kind of like to hear that Abercrombie has the baggier look. Yeah, I've been seeing that style everywhere right now, which is really dangerous to hear that both of you guys are telling me I need a pair of cargo sweatpants because the amount of holiday shopping I've been doing right now has been like borderline dangerous. (laughs) No, I know. So bad. My favorite of the week or just what I've been loving right now is kind of a general trend, but then I can share the product that I've been loving, but silver and metallic jeans. I think obviously we're kind of at the end of this trend cycle, I feel like, because I know that a lot of people were wearing them last year, but I think for the holidays, it's such a cute look. And on Black Friday, I saw that Target had a pair of like oversized metallic jeans on sale for 20 bucks. And I was like, I may as well buy these and just see if they're cute or not. And they fit me so well. And you would have no idea they were 20 bucks from Target. They're called the mid-rise 90s baggy jeans from Universal Thread. Um, I did size down like two or three sizes for my normal size. They run extremely big and I saw reviews on TikTok. So that's how I knew. But I'm super excited to style them for like Christmas and New Year's and all the things. So I haven't worn them yet, but I just love looking at them in my closet. They make me happy. We love a good um, Target find. I never think to like go to like Target for like clothes, but they do have cute stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for a pair of pants like that too, because I'm looking for like a more casual New Year's Eve fit. So I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, you definitely should. What okay. are you loving? My thing that I'm loving this week. So I feel like there's so many lip products like out there on the market right now. You know, you have the Summer Fridays lip balm, the uh, Hailey Bieber's brand. It's called Road. That's what Road. it is. Road the Dior lip oil. There's so many lip products and then it's getting colder in Atlanta. I know you guys are in a much colder climate than Atlanta. It's still cold down here, cold for me. And I've fallen back in love with my Laneige lip mask. So that's my thing that I've been loving. I feel like that was so trendy. Like, yeah, like years ago, like, I don't know. I never stopped using it. Like maybe for a little bit, I tried the other lip products, but I've been loving that. But specifically the purple one, it's like, I think it's called the gummy bear gummy bear color. I probably should have come prepared with that information, but it's the purple one. And I've used that pink one that you held up for the longest time, but I'm really loving the purple one. I was sick this past weekend a little bit. So my lips were like extra chapped and you just slap that on there. And then you could put like lipstick on top of it. I found, and I think it's like a great look. 
I love the lip balm. It's my favorite. Literally, whenever I start my makeup, the first thing I do is I put the Laneige lip balm on my lips and then I'll like do the rest of my makeup. But it's literally the best. So love that. I've been putting it on my boyfriend's lips too. <laughs> kind of a little chapped with the weather. I'm like, come here. Like, I think you'll like it. He's like, I don't want that. But then he's like, you know, this is kind of nice. So all genders, I think it's a gender, gender neutral product. No, I literally love that. I actually, that's funny. I bought my ex-boyfriend. I bought him one of these for Christmas and or like not Christmas, birthday or whatever. And I got the nude one and I was like, here, you can have it. It's like the best. Every everybody should be using it. Love. Um, okay, so moving into content of the week, I'll start. I've been obsessed with the as we're nearing the end of the year, the 2023 TikTok. So like, what's that sound? It's like 2023 has come to you. an end. Yeah, 2023 has come to an end. Like, thank you or whatever. And it's all like the pictures of the videos. Um, I've just been loving. All, like seeing everyone's recaps obviously the people that are posting these have like are like these travel accounts that go to sick places but yeah I've just been loving that content and I think it's just so fun seeing everyone's like yearly recaps my content of the week and I tried to choose something other than a TikTok or YouTube account this week because I feel like the last like three or four weeks I've chosen social media accounts so my content of the week is a book called Happy Place by Emily Henry. I don't know if any of you guys have read that book, but it's all the summery vibes. Um, it's about a couple that goes to port or goes to Maine, an island in Maine, and they have like a lot of relationship issues. And I won't really give any spoilers, but um, being from New England and growing up super close to Maine, it just makes me super nostalgic. And I don't know, it's just like a super easy read. I'm still like pretty early into it, but um, yeah, it's a really good book. One of my friends recommended it to me and I'm still obsessed with my Kindle. So everyone knows I'm reading my, my book on my Kindle. So yeah, it's, it's a good read. I'd recommend to anyone who's just like looking for kind of like a summer beach read in the holiday months. I haven't tried that one, but I read, I think by mm -hmm. Emily Henry, people we meet on vacation. I think that's what it was called. Oh, I've heard of that. And that was a really good one. So I'll definitely have to try that one out. For I'm sure. going to add that to my list. I have a list of all the books I want to read. So I'm going to add that one now. That one's such a good beach read too. I love a beach read in the winter. You're like depressed in the winter. Yeah. You're like, bring me in the water. Even an old depression. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, so for my content of the week, like you were saying, I'm trying to think of things that aren't like TikTok or YouTube because I feel like I spend a lot of my time scrolling on TikTok, looking for like inspiration of videos to make or just, you know, making a TikTok. I'm really big on music. I played some instruments growing up. I just, I just love music. But normally I'm like a Zach Ryan girl. I love Taylor Swift. Like I'm still listening to the 1989 vault tracks like every single day. Yes. Every day. Uh, love Mount Joy, like that type of music. Yes. But my content of the week is this new Nicki Minaj album that dropped. I'm not yes. a Nicki Minaj fan <laughs> at all, but the song, I think Pink Friday Girls, it's like sampled from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I have been loving it. I've been repeating it all week, like getting ready for the weekend. I don't know. It's a bop. I highly recommend. I'm sure everybody's heard it. And I guess it's kind of related to TikTok. It's trending on TikTok, but. Wait, I have no idea she even came out with an album. This is me living under a rock. Emerson. Oh, I feel like it's been all over TikTok. I love that song too. It's funny you bring that up because um, I kind of have a similar music taste to you. Like I, I also listen to a lot of country and I used to be super into rap, but like not really anymore. And 
I was listening to Nicki Minaj's new album today when I was at the gym and I was like, who am I listening to this intense like rap? But the beats are just so good. And um, Alex Earl made her TikTok to that. It's one of Nicki Minaj's new songs. And it was just like really iconic. So that's kind of what like got me into it. But love that. that. Okay, well, I'll listen to that after this episode. Um, I'll go on like a walk and like strut to it or whatever. If it has walk girl walk content. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, something I learned this week. So since I was like deathly ill, I actually had a fever of like 102 degrees. And on Friday, it just was not getting better. And I was taking Sudafed. And Sudafed, I guess, has like Tylenol in it, not Advil. And I think Advil is better for a fever. So I had this horrible fever. And I took Sudafed for my head, like the decongestion and or the congestion. And I called my mom and I'm like, mom, I'm not getting better. She's like, why are you taking Sudafed? Like you should be taking Advil. Like that'll kill your fever. And I was like, oh. So then I started taking Advil. My fever was like staying down and I felt so much better. So something I learned this week is that if you have a bad fever, don't be taking Sudafed. Like, I don't know why I was doing that. Take Advil. So that's like my tip of the week. <laughs> I love that. I know you can't like mix a lot of other medications with Sudafed because I used to take Sudafed when I would get a cold. And my mom was like, you can't take whatever. So yeah, probably better just to stick with the Advil. Yeah. Um, something I learned this week is the importance of a reset in terms of your space. I think everyone can relate when you were in college and you were done with finals and you were just so sick of everything and everyone. And like, you were so ready to go home. Like everyone was just driving you crazy. Um, and I honestly, like, I love where I live, but I was so ready to come home. Like I just needed a change of scenery so badly. And so I feel like even just since being home for like the last three days, I've just felt so much more relaxed and it's been much needed. And so, um, I think, I mean, if you're not going home for the holidays or like, if you're listening to this at a different time of year, I think doing like a little weekend trip somewhere that's like, I don't know, a car ride away. Like, I just think it's super important to get out of your own space. So that's what I learned. But but you, Chase. So something I learned this week, I thought I'd keep it pretty casual since I'll be talking a lot about, you know, work and other things in my life. I have learned a lot about skiing this week. So I've never been skiing. My family is like beach lake type people. And I'm going on a ski trip with a bunch of my friends to Park City in February. But I never realized how much goes into like, you know, the rentals and the ski lift. And I feel like I don't know. Skiing's really popular for people our age. And I don't know, maybe that's a dumb thing to say, but I just know nothing about it. So I've just been learning kind of like the ins and outs and, of that culture and what that's all about. That's so fun. I've been skiing since I was like three years old. So I grew up skiing every weekend. So that's like a huge part of my life. Um, but that's really cool that you guys are going to Park City. That's like a very fun place. And I mean, I've never been, but my, like my mom and stepdad have been a few times and like the photos I've seen from it are crazy. So I bet you'll have so much fun and yeah, take it slow with the skiing. That's my best tip. Just take it slow. Treat myself to some lessons. I feel like I'm very athletic. I'm very active, you know, I'll pick up on it, but I'm definitely going to take it easy. If you have any tips, let me know, but learning as we go. So that would be so fun though. I'm jealous. I'm excited. Okay, now we're going to get into our guest questions. These are three questions that Chase does not know beforehand. <laughs> so these are on the spot, but they're very, they're easy. So no need to worry. Um, okay, our first question. Who's your biggest style inspo? Yeah, okay. I feel like this is really hard because I love making fashion content. I 
love a good fashion TikTok channel? Like that, that's definitely a really difficult question. But there's this Atlanta influencer. Her name's Campbell Puckett. So her Instagram is Campbell Hunt Puckett. If anyone wants to look her up after. Um, I'm not sure how old she is. I think she's married. Um, she's been married for a while to her husband, but her style is like impeccable. Like when I'm her age, I want to look like that. When I have the money to buy that Chanel bag that she carries around, like I want to emulate like her, her lifestyle, her, her fashion, all that. Um, have you guys heard of her? No, I was going to oh. ask, how would you, um, I want to look her up right now. How would you describe her style? Is it more like classic elevated? It sounds like. Classic, elevated, timeless, just, I would say, like, she really promotes, you know, having a capsule wardrobe. Mm. You know, we're all kind of fresh out of college, like, I'm two years out of college, I feel like I spent years and years just buying, like, I still love a good Zara or H&M top, but I spent years and years pouring my money into pieces that, like, would fall apart after three washes, and while what she does promote is expensive, really good quality, sustainable fashion, and I'm here for that, so... Yeah, well, she, her, just off first glance, her fashion looks amazing. Um, so cool. Thanks for mentioning her. I feel like one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Yeah, is on the smaller side of like you know a lot of the fashion influencers. So I kind of trust what she says. I feel like she's going to give me her honest opinion versus some of these bigger creators. No hate to them, but I feel like a lot of their stuff is sponsored. They have to really watch what they say. Like she's very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, love that. Yeah. Our next question is very much in the holiday spirit, but what is your favorite Christmas gift that you're giving this year? Favorite Christmas gift I'm giving this year. Can I do two? Is that? Yeah. Okay. One, one of my boyfriend's gifts, I'm getting him Veja sneakers or I've got him Veja sneakers. He hasn't received them yet, but they're just like the neutral ones. And I think they look so good on a guy, like so attractive, so classic. And apparently they're really good quality. I don't own a pair but hopefully he likes them. And if he likes them, maybe I'll get a pair too. So I love, I love Vejas. I, when my boyfriend and I first started dating two and a half years ago, those were like the first shoes that I made him get. And I love them. And I have like two pairs myself. They're the best shoes. So I'm sure he'll love them. They take a while to break in though. I will say like they hurt your feet when you first get them. Great. He's very impatient. Love him. <laughs> very impatient. So we'll see how this goes. Hopefully he he likes his Christmas gifts. He has a lot to break in. Oh, good. He's impatient. <laughs> he if he doesn't like those, he has a few others. So it'll be it'll be good. Um, but bad. I would say the other gift I'm really excited to give. I really want to treat my mom this year. She does everything for me. She's my best friend. And she's never liked perfumes. And not that she doesn't like perfumes. She's almost allergic. You know, people that are very sensitive to smell Mm -hmm. and they kind of get like a migraine. That's her. So my whole life, you know, she'll be like, don't spray your perfume in the car. Don't spray it before we go to dinner. But I was wearing this, I think you pronounce it Mason Margiela perfume, Mm -hmm. like the replica. She, I was wearing it like a few weeks ago and she was like, I love that smell. It doesn't bother me. Like doesn't bother my nose. Doesn't give me a headache. So I went ahead and bought her the full size of that because I think she's really going to love it. So I hope she does. Aww. But I'm really excited to give her that. So That's an awesome gift. I feel like too, it's hard to get someone scents, like a candle or perfume if you don't know if they're going to like it. So the fact that she specifically like told you that she loves it, I'm sure she's going to be so excited to get that perfume. That's exciting. That's so sweet. I love getting to the age where you can like actually buy people like gifts that you think they're really going to like instead of like, 
when you're 12 and you get your mom like a pack of gum or whatever <laughs> or like a free coupon like I would always do the free coupons <laughs> and then I would never actually do the coupon like coupon for a hug <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like unload the dishwasher once yeah. <laughs> yeah like those are so it's fun when you can like actually get her gifts that's really thoughtful of you um so I love that. She'll be so excited, I'm sure. Yeah, and on the theme of giving gifts for, like, moms, too, I don't know if you guys have seen that trend on TikTok right now about, like, the woman that got her husband and her kids gifts and her stocking wasn't stuffed. And it's this whole trend right now that, like, you know, kids need to, you know, stuff, kids need to stuff their mom's stocking. That yeah. was oh, I haven't seen story. that. Yeah, and just, like, fill it with things that she loves. And, like, we've always done that, but I didn't realize that was a thing that, like, maybe other people don't do like I don't know sometimes my mom will get herself stuff for her own stocking and so I kind of want to get her a few other things too and fill her stocking up with things that like she doesn't expect because she does so much for our family and like always makes Christmas like such a memorable thing so I kind of want to do that for her that's a really good idea my dad will just do her stocking and he'll literally put like chocolate in it but that actually really inspires me to like do stuff because I feel like moms are literally the people that make Christmas go around and like the amount they do for for all like I'm opening gifts my dad has no idea what the hell and he's like oh yeah that I'm like dad you have no idea what Lisa got me <laughs> like I mean it's true I that's a really good message so that that just inspired me I'm gonna like get on Amazon or something later and find I'm like it was a really horrible video that went around but it's inspired such like joy and like I think it sends a really good message like TikTok can be so weird sometimes. Something oh. like that can turn into something beautiful. So, <laughs> love it. Thanks for mentioning that. Last question is: What is something that you're totally unsure about right now? Something I'm unsure about. Okay. Something I'm unsure about. Obviously, I love Atlanta. I grew up in Atlanta. I went to school in Georgia, and you know, I live in Atlanta. My dream job is in Atlanta. And I love Spanx. I love what I do there. And a lot of my content revolves around Atlanta. But I think something I'm unsure of, you know, we're young. We're super young. I don't have to think about the future. But I'm unsure if I want to be in Atlanta my whole life. I definitely want to see another city, you know, try out a different scene. And like, I love talking about Atlanta, things to do, Atlanta food. But I think something I'm kind of unsure of is if I want to stay in Atlanta, you know, forever. If my family will move, maybe I'll move where they are. But yeah. I think that's a question a lot of people have post-grad, especially with like the city that they live in. Like I'm kind of having the same thing with Boston. Like I obviously love Boston and I see myself here probably in the future because my family's in New Hampshire, but I'm like, this is the time to explore other cities. Like, should I go to New York? Should I go to like the West coast? Like who knows? There's so many, this is kind of the time where you have the flexibility in your life. So totally feel that. Um, yeah. Totally yeah. And it's very premature because I'm very happy at my job. You know, I'm planning to stay there for the time being but like way down the road I'm like I could see myself raising a family in Atlanta but also I feel like I could see myself going somewhere else and trying something completely new and like I love to travel so you know I don't know we'll see but I feel like it's very normal like post-grad to like not know what you want to do and where you want to go and there's a lot of pressure around it I think but yeah I think too something about like thinking way further down the line that isn't talked about a lot is when you are in a relationship with someone, if you're not from the same place, like thinking about where you're going to end up and like all of that, I think is super 
complicated, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm 23. So I'm good. I'm good for a while, but it's, it is just, it's, it's like that thought crosses my mind as well. And I'm always like, well, that'll be fun to figure out one day, not now, but one day. It's, I feel like we stress ourselves out. We have like the rest of our twenties, you know, Mm -hmm. to figure out life. And sometimes I get ahead of myself. I'm like, I have time. I have time. (laughs) Um, wait, does your boyfriend live in Atlanta? He does. Okay, so that's good. That's nice. Really nice. We met earlier this year, and he actually lives like two blocks from me, so it makes it really easy to see him. Oh my gosh. convenient. We love that. Yeah. All right, we're going to transition now into the bulk of our episode and just learning more about Chase. Um, When we first met Chase on our intro call, we covered a lot of ground, and I think we want to start with her college experience because – She had a very unique college experience. She went to two SEC schools in the South and was in Greek life for part of her college experience. And she's also a transfer student. So we're just going to turn the floor over to you, Chase, and just kind of like if you can give us a little bit of information about what your college experience looked like and just everything in between in your four years. Yeah, of course. So not that I grew up a Georgia fan, but I grew up in the Atlanta area and UGA was always on my radar. But when I graduated high school, I ended up going to the University of Alabama. A lot of people don't know that about me because I did graduate from UGA and I talk about that a lot on my social media, but I actually went to Alabama. I did rush there. I was an Alabama Zeta and absolutely loved. Yeah, no, there's a little stigma now around Bama rush and all that. But back when I rushed, I rushed in 2017. Um, it was very chill or not chill. I'll take that back. It was not chill at all. It was definitely like a cutthroat experience, but I had a good experience and I have to acknowledge that I know a lot of people don't and Bama Rush like is on Bama Rush is in the hot seat for sure right now. But when I went, it was really fun. Um, I really enjoyed Alabama, you know, doing my first two years there. I feel like freshman and sophomore year, really your big years in the sorority where you're going to the socials and you're meeting people. And I really loved my classes too. Got to live in the sorority house, got the whole like SEC experience that like, like I had sorority sisters from California that came for that SEC experience. Wow. Yeah. Like I really, I really enjoyed it. But at the end of the day, I really wanted to be closer to my family. He was back in Alpharetta, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta. And I was paying for my own school and I didn't have a full ride to Alabama. So I kind of had to make a decision. I'm like, okay, I love this school. I love my social life. And like, I love, love this school, love my social life. But what is more important in this moment? Yeah. So I applied to UGA I ended up getting in and I was like, it didn't even seem real, but I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it's really scary transferring your junior year. I feel like a lot of people transfer a semester after like first, after first semester freshman year, or even like going into sophomore year, but transferring as a junior was definitely super scary because I feel like friends, friend groups are already like established. And like I rushed at a different school and I didn't know if I was going to have the opportunity to reaffiliate at Georgia. I, I mean, I think definitely, like, you don't hear people talking about, I know, Caroline, obviously, you can speak kind of, like, to transferring, but you don't really hear people talking about transferring your junior year. I think that's, like, a very risky decision to make, too, because, like, I know, especially for me, like, yeah, my friend group was fully established by junior year, and I think, you know, people are always meeting people in college, but I think that's just, like, a really crazy thing to do so I mean kudos to you for for doing that yeah 
it was definitely scary at the time. And I had signed up for like the nicest apartment near campus and just had a random roommates. I don't know how I kept it together. I can be a very anxious person. So I was so calm going into it. I'm like, I'm scared, but like, it'll be okay. Could have been very bad. Could have had a very scary roommate situation or something, but I ended up meeting like amazing friends that first year. And one of them I lived with uh, all three years when I was at UGA. So I ended up not reaffiliating, but I loved my classes. I was a business management major at UGA with an emphasis on supply chain. Okay. What made you want to get into that major? So I knew I always wanted to do business school. I actually, I'm backtracking a little. I was a PR major at Alabama and I realized I kind of wanted to go the more like technical business route. And so I ended up majoring in business management. I applied to the business school, Terry at UGA. I got in and started all my classes there and I really loved it. It was definitely very difficult. It was a very rigorous major. UGA likes all of their business students, very well-rounded. So I was taking you know, finance and MSIT and all these other things that didn't necessarily pertain to my major, but made me a more well-rounded business student overall. Um, But I really enjoyed it. But on the side to make extra cash in college, I was doing all of these social media gigs. So I was um, a Kendra Scott rep and I would, you know, help them sell Uh necklaces to like college students, or I worked with Bumble doing their Bumble campus program but my biggest one, my claim to fame that got me my internship was the Victoria's Secret campus program. So I was the rep on campus and I worked with corporate to basically do like marketing activations on campus. And I ended up making really good relationships at the corporate office. So when it came time to apply for internships, I had like a really good connection. And I knew I, not I knew, I didn't know if I wanted to do social media, like corporate level but I knew I wanted to work in fashion. Like I've always just been really passionate about that. And I ended up applying for the product development internship and I got it. So that's how I ended up getting my job at Spanx. But we can talk about that later, of course. Um, <laughs> but- I want to ask, I, I want to pause here because I want to ask you. So you were involved, I think a lot of our listeners, if you go to bigger schools, um, you're probably familiar with what Chase is talking about with these social media opportunities where you can partner with Bumble or Kendra Scott or a lot of different brands. And again, like try to help advertise their products and everything like that. How did you, cause I feel like you had a very singular focus on that. Like you did three different versions of that and you had some burning fire under your, under your chair for social media from the start when you were at UGA. So was that just always something that you were super interested in? Or like, how did you know that you wanted to do that for anyone who's listening, who might be interested, but doesn't really know where to start. Like, what's your advice for that? Actually, in high school, there was this local boutique in the Alpharetta area. They had a few locations across Georgia, but they did like a social media program where they had a rep from every high school, like in the county. Basically, they like give us free clothes and we'd post about it. But I just like always loved Instagram and like styling and outfits. So that's kind of where I got my love for it. And then going to Alabama, like everything is very glamorous and it's a production and especially then we were still doing like these rush videos and you know I just like loved all of that so when it came time to like apply for these programs I just knew I kind of already had a love for it and then a love for fashion so I don't know I just kind of like fell on my lap and I network with like other girls at school like girls in the fashion school like I didn't personally do like fashion merchandising but I have a lot of friends that did and they loved it um but yeah that's kind of how I fell into it 
did you feel that joining things like that helped you with the transition into like transferring? Did you meet people through it? Was it a great way to like just gain a lot of connections? Yeah, I gained a lot of connections. I learned a lot about the school culture because I could get into that next. Obviously, it's a very unique experience going to two SEC schools. I've really never experienced a bad football season. Both schools have great football teams. Um, but I just met a lot of people that way and just learned a lot about how, like, the sororities, fraternities, how Greek life played into UGA culture there. Because at Alabama, not that this is a bad thing, but it was everything. Whereas at UGA, I feel like there were a lot of other clubs and things you could get involved with and not Greek life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my parents, actually both my parents went to UGA and they were in business frats. So it was like, I mean, Greek life, but like in a different sense of Greek life. And I know, so like I've kind of grown up always knowing about UGA and I feel like it's just such a cool school. Like Athens, everything is just, it's yeah. awesome, but it's very competitive to get into. Yes, very competitive. And I mean, Athens is a great town too. The bars, the restaurants, the boutiques, everything about it was so great. Like my experience overall was just awesome. And like, I feel like nowadays, you know, you see these girls go through rush and they're like, oh my God, I didn't get the sorority I wanted. I'm going to have the worst experience ever. But I'm like, there's more to it. Like there's so much more to it, especially at a school like UGA. Like not I want to say everyone was nice, but like everyone was really genuine and nice and just great students. And I really had a great, great time there. And I ended up since a lot of my credits or like not a good amount of my credits didn't transfer. I'm like slipping up on my words. <laughs> a good amount of my credits didn't transfer from Alabama to UGA. So I ended up doing four and a half years, like an extra semester. But with COVID, I was so happy. Like I got an extra season of football. Um, a lot of my friends were a year younger because I was taking classes like a little bit behind everyone else because of the credit transfer thing. So yeah. That's okay. so funny that you mentioned that because I feel like being a transfer student, you always feel like you're behind and you always just feel like you're yearning for this extra year or two years that all of your friends got who maybe weren't transfer students. And I lived in my college town in Madison, Wisconsin, um, a year after I graduated because my boyfriend was getting his master's degree in playing hockey. And while I wasn't in school there, I was like very much still in the college culture of it all. And I was so happy to have that year. Like, I feel like I really needed that in order to move on from college and kind of have that feeling like I'm ready to, to be somewhere else. So, um, it sounds like you had your own dose of that as well, but I want to kind of keep going, keep moving along your timeline. And um, so after you graduated, um, you continued to work at Spanx. I know that you mentioned having your internship there, but can you talk a little bit about your internship and how that transitioned into a full-time job for you and just what your first year post-grad looked like? Yeah. Okay. So like I was saying, I graduated December of 2021. So I interned with Victoria's Secret the summer before but it was supposed to be in person in New York. I was so excited. My parents are from New York. I was excited to have the summer to live there. Like everyone knows about the intern culture in New York. I was just yeah. so excited. And then even though like COVID, you know, it was 2020, it was 2021, they decided to make the program virtual just for safety reasons. So I ended up living at my parents' house doing my internship the summer before the semester I graduated. Victoria's Secret obviously is like a leader in the world of lingerie panties bras like it was such a great experience to intern there and learn from like the best of the best absolutely loved it and then 
when the intern or when the summer ended and it came time to like, you know, kind of make a decision, I didn't want to agree to like the return offer and go back yet. I kind of wanted to do one more semester at UGA, explore my options, things like that. So I applied to a bunch of jobs my last semester, but nothing was really like falling. Nothing was really following through. Everything was falling through. No, I feel like one question I have is I feel like a lot of people when they get an offer post-grad, they just take it and they don't really reconsider other options. So I'm curious, like when you got an offer from, or like when you felt like, what was kind of like something, was something in your head telling you like, you should just keep looking at other options, like, you know, other companies or was there kind of like any inclination where you're like, you know, I shouldn't accept the first offer I get because I feel like that's not like a common thing. Well, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I love my internship, but also like New York is obviously a beast. I'd never lived there before. I didn't want to like agree to live there before, like even like going up and like, I don't know, spending a few weeks there or something. And for being very honest and truthful on here, I felt like the offer wasn't going to be enough for me to live comfortably in the city. Like, you know, being from Atlanta, like I'd have to move my whole life up there. So, you know, I wanted to have a price point where I was like, a salary where I was comfortable moving up there and it just wasn't there. So I'm like, you know what? I can revisit it if I want to, but let me just do my last semester and like see what comes along because I knew Spanx was in Atlanta and Spanx has always been on my radar. So I'm like, let me just hold out and like, see, I don't know. It was a very spur of the moment decision. Looking back, I obviously made the right one, but like, you know, but yeah, I want to, I want to like kind of circle back to what you mentioned about feeling like the offer that you got wasn't really a comfortable salary for you to live in New York City. And I think to anyone who's younger and listening to this podcast, I do think it's really worthwhile when you're looking for a job post-grad, kind of knowing your worth. And I think having the faith that you can get another job if you decline an offer that you get. And I think, um, you know, you presumably have a college degree or whatever your background is. I think it's super important to recognize and actually think through what your life would look like for you. It was like, you know, living in New York city, a place that you would never spent more than, I don't know, however long, a few weeks there and, you know, being far from family and, you know, what would the actual cost of living be and all of that? Like, I do think that's really mature of you, honestly, that you were able to think through all of that, um, you know, when you were about to graduate college. Cause I, I look back on myself and I'm like, I should, I could have asked a few more critical questions along <laughs> the way. So Yeah, I don't know how I ended up coming to that decision, but going through my last semester of college, it was academically the hardest semester I had ever had, but socially the most fun. I have no idea how I made it work. And then I was like also stressing about a job post-grad because also graduating in December, there's less opportunity for like jobs. I feel like, you know, everyone graduates in May. So like I saw all of my friends, you know, getting jobs so quickly. I'm like, okay, well, I hope someone wants to hire me in January, but I ended up like applying to a few things. And on the day of graduation, I got a call from Neiman Marcus that I was accepted into their buying program. Cause I didn't know, I knew I wanted to be on the product side of fashion, but I didn't know where. So, you know, there's production, product development, raw materials, merchandising, buying, but I ended up like telling them I needed a few days and I ended up turning it down. I don't know why, but I just went with my gut. I'm like, I don't think this is right for me. And it was a virtual job. They were based out of Dallas, but I just like, cast it up in the moment and then how do you get into so then how do you find Spanx can you tell us like just a little bit about that and then also we definitely want to hear about your experience now at Spanx and what you do for them um and then I know you also we kind of touched on this 
but you lived at home for a little bit yeah. too. So definitely want to hear about that as well. Yeah. So graduated in December, I was looking for jobs and I moved back home to Alpharetta. And I will say like, I applied to hundreds of jobs. It was so, so hard. And like, I knew a good opportunity would come along, but I can be impatient in a way. Like every day I'd wake up and I'm like, I just want to apply to jobs. I want to have like a set schedule. I, it was kind of just like driving me nuts. I was really stressed about it. Like I knew it was going to come, but like, I would say my biggest advice to anyone in that position is to just be patient. And as my dad says, keep flinging it, just keep applying, keep reaching out to people, keep networking. And I promise it will come. So I wish I could tell myself two years ago that it will come, like, just calm down. <laughs> um, and then I ended up, I actually interviewed for another job at Spanx in production. And they ended up saying, hey, we think you'd be better in product development. They're very similar roles. They're actually, we actually just merged teams with them. So now we're all going to kind of be doing product development and production. It's ironic. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, you should interview for this product development job. And I went through the interview process and it just felt so seamless. Like not that my other interviews weren't, but this one just felt right. And like, I really connected with my now manager and everyone at Spain. So when I got the offer, I was like, yes, that is it. And I ended up starting in April of 2022. So like almost two years ago, sort of, not really. Um, I can't do quick math. <laughs> but I ended up, you know, not working for what, three months. So I was living at home applying for jobs. So honestly, looking back, it was kind of a nice break. Like, I think if I would have started a job right in January, maybe I would have burnt out. I don't know. And ended up working out. I think everything happens for a reason, but yeah. I think in hindsight, like looking back, I think that should be more normalized is like taking a little break after college and taking the time you need to apply to jobs because as someone who threw themselves right into a job, I definitely did not have any break. And it was really challenging to not only be navigating the transition from having your entire identity, being a student for however many years of your life to now working in a corporate setting, but also just going from finals immediately into, you know, working. So I think that's definitely something that hasn't been talked about a lot that I think is really important. Um, can you talk about, so for people who don't know much about fashion, what, what is product development? What, what are your day-to-day -day as much as you can go into it? I mean, obviously like high level, but what does that look like for you? Yeah, I'll keep it very high level because I don't want to steer anyone the wrong way. I feel like at every company, product development is very different and the tasks are very different. Like my internship, while it was around and like in the same realm as what I'm doing, Victoria's Secret is, is set up differently than Spanx and Spanx is set up different than Aritzia and Abercrombie and all these other brands. But basically, a lot of my work, I'm working with our factories overseas to build and develop and ship the product. So I'm working with our design team to get their sketches into our PLM system. I'm working with raw materials to order fabrics for the clothes, things like that. I was, um, was going to ask, is that similar to sourcing? Because my first job, I was working in global sourcing, which was kind of similar because I was like the middle person between design and our vendors and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, so at Victoria's Secret, I think some other companies, they still call it sourcing. So that's why I say like, okay. take it with a grain of salt. Spanx calls it product development still, but- it's referred to as sourcing at other companies, referred to as production at other companies, but yeah, very similar. Yes. That's really Do you cool. have any say on like what the designs look like or is that not like 
that. You're not up there designing. (laughs) No, I'm obviously very good friends and have good relationships with our designers. I mean, I'll be like, oh yeah, that looks good. But like, I don't have any say in that. Definitely not. And I mean, I definitely get to be very hands-on with the product and I'm like, wow, that's so cute. But I don't get the final say in that. That's more like design and like our merchandising teams. How do you feel like you stood out? What would be like your biggest piece of advice for someone who's looking to get into like more fashion route? Um, especially with like a company like Spanx, I feel like that'd be very competitive. Also, you got a call from Neiman Marcus, Victoria's Secret. Like, what do you think kind of put you like, a, I'm saying this the wrong way, but like above others. Like, how do you think you got, you were like super competitive with that? Do you think it was all your experience in college? And like, would you recommend that? Or what would be just your biggest piece of advice? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, if you have the opportunity to do an internship, do it. But if you don't, I think experience is single-handedly like the most important thing for something like this. Because obviously, I have a business degree. I don't have a fashion degree. But I wanted to apply my business degree in the fashion world. Um, I would just say getting any experience you can, like anywhere you can. Like another thing I didn't talk about, I think we might have talked about it on our intro call, but In college, I worked for a vendor in like apparel markets selling to like, you know, wholesale. And while maybe that doesn't apply specifically to what I do every day in my job now, it definitely applies to Spanx and like the industry. And I learned a lot about the industry. And I think that helped me stand out in my application as well. Just gaining fashion experience like wherever you can. I love that you mentioned you know, getting that experience wherever you can. Because I think in college, it's easy to be super picky and be like, this isn't exactly what I want to be doing. Or um, I don't, I don't exactly see the correlation between, you know, this extracurricular and my major and my dream job. But I think it's so important to just get your hands dirty wherever you can. And like, I think any experience is good experience, even if you have no idea how it could help you in the future. So I think that's a really good piece of advice, but I want to transition now a little bit into content creation, because obviously you have a huge side hustle of posting on TikTok. You post a lot of, like I said before, weekend of my life, styling videos. And obviously you touched on before, um, you've always been interested in social media, but I'd love to hear a little bit about how you juggle content creation now and where you see your brand going and just all the things. Cause I love your TikTok videos. Well, thank you. I love making them, um, a little background on my TikTok history. I was one of those people that downloaded it during like COVID when we were all stuck inside And my little sister had it when it was like musically or whatever. Like I just like didn't know much about the app. And until I graduated college, I never posted a thing. I just kind of like scrolled and like saw like fashion videos and trends and stuff. And after college, I'd post like a few fashion videos or like hauls and stuff. And they did okay. But I started posting like, you know, the weekend vlogs. And I started being more consistent with like, you know, my fashion hauls or what I wear to work. And that's when it really started to take off. I think anyone that's trying to get into content creation, being consistent, I think is like the number one thing, like it is key. And that is a very hard thing to do when you're balancing a full-time corporate job and, you know, social time and downtime to yourself. It's, it's definitely something I'm still working on for sure. Um, I sometimes forget to give myself a moment to just like breathe and be by myself, but you know, I love it. And here I am. I'm trying to crank out like maybe a video a day, but especially during the holidays, it can definitely be hard. Do you ever find yourself just, I feel like something with social media and having a full-time job, 
it's like, do you ever feel like you can just sit and relax? Or do you feel like when you're sitting, you're like, oh, I should be editing a reel or a TikToker. Like, I should be recording something. Like, it, does that ever happen with you? That's honestly, when I was debating for our intro, what I was going to say about, like, you know, what I learned this week. I debated talking about this because I feel like I always tell myself, okay, like lay in bed, like take a minute, like scroll on TikTok, watch a show. But then sometimes I feel kind of guilty. I'm like, oh, I could be editing this. I could be using my time better. Like I'm not being productive because like I'm very much like overachiever, go-getter. But something I've really learned lately is that like mentally, like you need that time. And like, I need to know that like I'm doing like so much and I'm juggling so much and that it's totally okay to like, sit and rot and like not worry about it so I'm working on turning my brain off like in the background but to answer your question I'm trying I'm trying to do better about balancing we're working on it I think your videos that resonate the most with me are the videos that are just the most interesting to watch as a viewer are your work day in my life or any time that you're like filming in the office and I think again that's kind of a niche on TikTok that is not as tapped into as much as like, you know, the influencer halls and everything like that. Obviously, you know, I, you know, as a consumer, I love seeing like the Spanx office and, you know, what you're wearing to work and all of that, but more logistically, like, how are you navigating what you can film in the office? And like, how are you feeling comfortable filming and like not crossing corporate boundaries and all of that? Like, just from a super curious perspective. Cause I always wonder, I'm like, how are these people filming these videos at their office? It is definitely very difficult. I'm really glad you brought this up. And that's why I'm trying to do them more often, but like, obviously at work, like I'm working and mm-hmm. very, very busy right now. Spanx is quickly growing. We're bringing in a lot of new products, like as you guys will see in the upcoming years, cause we work like two years ahead. So it's craziness. So it's really hard to find him during the day to film. And like, I don't want to give you guys this like mashup of clips from two weeks and like lie to you and say, it's like a day in my life. Like I really try to like film like on one day, like front to end. Um, but like I'm saying, or like I was saying, we work about two years ahead. So everything I'm working on pretty much like can't be shown on the internet. Like it's very confidential. So when I'm like thinking about like what I want to put in the video, like I try to maybe like do a, video of like the art on the wall or like maybe like the Spanx website on my computer like stuff that I can show and then kind of voice over talking about what I do mm-hmm. um if anyone has feedback if you want to see anything different like let me know but I try to like focus on like fun things we're doing in the office or like maybe what I had for lunch just more like like less about my actual job and more just about like the culture at Spanx. I'm really trying to find more ways to incorporate what I do, but it can be difficult because I can't show like a lot of specifically what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I, well, all three of us work for large retail companies and I know at my company, there's obviously like an extremely strict policy that there's like no social media. Like I can't show what I'm doing at my job at all. And so it's always interesting because sometimes I'll try to do in the day a day in the life video for TikTok. And I'm like, I feel like I'm cutting out like the entirety of my day because I can't show yeah. anything. So I was That's just curious. I feel like I'm like exposing myself a little bit, but like I try to do them lately on days where we have like really fun stuff after work, like happy mm-hmm. hours or like all hands meetings. That way, like I can fill it with something because again, like I do want to talk about my job and like I love being able to tell you guys what I do. Because even like my friends, like a lot of people don't know what product development is. Like when I'm hanging out with my friends, like we talk about like fun stuff. Not that work isn't fun if anyone at Spanx is listening, but you know, um, yeah. So I'm really trying to incorporate like 
different content into that. But your point before, I'm very comfortable with my coworkers. The culture at Sphinx is really great. So I try not to film like when I'm like talking to other people, but like everyone knows I do TikTok on the side and like everyone's super supportive. So I don't feel weird like filming, if that makes sense. You posted one. It was like your office party. I literally like the Christmas party. I was, I think I like sent it to Caroline and I was like, okay, this is not what my company's doing. Like what's going on? It was amazing. Like it seemed like it was so cool. And I was like, wow, what a fun like office vibe post-grad. Like that's just, it seemed amazing. I will say I really love the culture and I love everyone I work with. Like I'm not just saying this because like someone could be listening. Like everyone I work with is so incredibly talented. Like Spanx just has like a really great group of women and our few men that work at the office. We love them too. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of fun events and just a really great place to be. And I work like my team specifically, I work with a lot of like older people. I feel like this is also something that's like not talked about as much. Like I have a lot of friends that do like, you know, finance or consulting and they graduate college and they go to these jobs and like they're working with like 40 other people that start on the same day and they're the same age. And I remember like when I started at Spanx, I'm like, oh, I just like don't know what that's like. Like they're all going to like happy hour, like right after work. And like we're all the same age. But like I never had that. And like I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. I relate to that, Chase. I mean, my job's fully remote, but everyone I work with is a lot older than me. And when I am um, in the city where my corporate headquarters is, is and we like are all in person I like we don't really do the happy hours and it's kind of like a different vibe so I feel the same way but I do think it's important and I found ways to like obviously connect in you know other capacities and I think it's like more challenging being like the youngest like I'm the youngest one on my team by far and so I think it's I look at it as like a fun challenge just to make those connections yeah, yeah. I like, love everyone on my team but yeah. I remember my very, very early on before my team got bigger, it was like five of us and love everyone on my team, but they all have kids. And like, we were just sitting there they're like, what's your son going to be for Halloween? And I'm just thinking yeah. about me, like going to the bar on Saturday night. I'm like, I cannot relate here, but I'm so happy for you guys. And I hope that's me in 10 years. Like, yeah. No, it's, see, so I had like the other experience that you're talking about. Like when I started, I started with like 60 other kids and, you know, we had like the orientation for three days where we're just playing games with each other, getting to know everyone. And was it great for meeting friends post-grad? Like, yes. Like my friend group is formed because a lot of people from the company I work at, like met them there. But I think there is that level of like professionalism that you gain from working with older people. And my company in general is very young and like, Yes, I do have some older people on my team, but like when I say older, the oldest person's probably 35. So it's like my company really doesn't have a lot of like older, older, like 45, 50, you know, it's just like that's not what it is. So I think working with older people, you can learn a lot quicker. So I definitely think it's like twofold there, like positive and negative. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like my boss, like she is awesome. Like, I mean, I know I've only had like one job out of college you know I had my internship too and that boss was great but she is amazing like I'm so comfortable with her and she's literally she's worked at Michael Kors she's worked at Victoria's Secret for eight nine years like she has so much experience under her belt so I feel like I've learned so much from her that like you're not gonna get like on TikTok or like you know scrolling on the internet like it's just yeah you know yeah no that's awesome well I know we've been recording for a while, but kind of just want to wrap up with like a few fun questions about fashion. Obviously, 
you have a great sense of style and that's what a lot of your content is about. So what are your top three pieces you can't live without in your closet? Three things. I guess like I think about the three things, like it's winter and you know, like whatever's on the top of my mind. First off, I can like send you guys a photo of it after. I have this mixed media top. It's basically like a sweater and then it has like this blouse um, crepe material underneath and it is just the most unique top. You can wear it like out on a date. You can wear it to work and like I just love it. I have it in three colors. I'll find a way to show you guys what this top looks like, but it is like one of my go-tos in my closet. Like if I slept in too late and I need to get an outfit for work together super quick, like that's my go-to. I want to see it. I really want to see that because I need more like statement pieces in my closet. So I, you need to send me a photo of that. When we're done recording, I'll run into my closet and show you And a link and we'll need a link so we can link it. And the link. Yes. So great. Uh, I think I actually, it's by this brand called English Factory and Express sold it, you know, like, like, but I remember the first time I ever linked it on my TikTok and the TikTok blew up and it sold out on Express. And I, it was a very cool moment for me. I'm like, okay, like I'm a really small creator. At that time I had like 4,000 followers and I was like, this is a cool moment. And yeah, so that was cool. Um, But yeah, so that would be my number one. Secondly, I love working out. I'm very, very much into fitness. So I know this isn't like really like a fashion staple, but my favorite workout sneaker, they're called Nobles. They do like lifting shoes and some other workout gear, but I think they're called the super runners. They're like they have a really big platform. They kind of look like Hoka's a little bit, but they are my go-to and they're so like aesthetically pleasing too. So if you wanted to wear them as like just like a casual like fashion, like athletic sneaker, athletic sneaker, like athleisure, like I recommend those. And they're really comfy too. Um I could link those or show you guys those too. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I would have to say my Aritzia cargo sweatpants. Like it's so funny that we talked about that at the beginning of this episode because I'm literally wearing them right now. Like my boyfriend literally is like, can I just get you another pair? Like you were always wearing that one pair, but they are just like, they're so cute. And like they're elevated, like loungewear. I just really, really love them. And the material is so thick and I've washed them a billion times and they haven't pilled yet. And that's really important for me, especially like working in fashion and looking at fabrics all day. And like part of my job, you know, we're testing fabrics, testing the pill level on them. Like when I buy something that doesn't pill, I, I'm loyal to that company. I'm loyal to that brand. I'm loyal to that product. Love love that. Well, this has been such a fun episode. I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Um, Chase, where can everyone find you on social media and follow you? Yes. So on my TikTok, it's at Chase Buckley with an extra Y. So double Y. And then on my Instagram, it's just my first and last name at Chase Buckley. And if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's just my first and last name. I always love getting the DMs about Spanx and I try to answer as many as I can. There's always a bunch, but I love helping other girls, you know, kind of reach their dream in the fashion industry because that's what I did for years. Like when I was looking for internships or actual full-time corporate jobs, I'd message so many people in the industry and it really helped me like learn more about the industry. So if anyone wants to reach out, you're more than welcome. That's very sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on. As always, you can find us at Totally Unsure Pod on Instagram and TikTok. We post new video or new videos. We post new episodes every Tuesday. Make sure to 
follow us and then also rate the podcast as well. It really helps our show. So we hope everyone has an amazing Tuesday, an amazing rest of their week, and we will talk to everyone in our next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.